Yeah, I can't be on the microphone because I'll brush it with my beard. Okay, don't brush it. Hey Nick, how are you? Hi Todd, I'm not too bad. I'm just enjoying some tea at the moment. What are you drinking? Awesome. Uh, I just have a you know regular cup of coffee. Um, Is that how you celebrate your birthday belatedly? Oh, Happy birthday! Yeah. It was a while ago, but yeah. thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, birthday. What did I do for my birthday? Oh no, I had a really bad birthday. Literally the worst one. Yeah. So do you want to? Actually, I know what the problem was. Do you want to talk about your Labrador? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we lost our dog uh, on my birthday, so not was it what I was expecting to do. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Riley was my dog's name. Uh, so yeah, we had him for about 10 years. Um, so yeah, Jessica and I got him. He was a puppy. We got him from a shelter, you know, rescue dog from a shelter. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, he was around forever, you know, and, uh, he was a good dog and the kids have always had him around and came home on, uh, on that Monday, my birthday. And uh, it was really weird. You know, he didn't get up, didn't greet us at the door. And I thought he was just tired because we had been up north the weekend before. Um, you know, he really slowed down this past year. So I didn't really think a lot of it at first. But then, you know, we were doing some stuff around the house. I don't know. I was cleaning out the car, some chores and stuff. And like an hour later, he still didn't get up. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you got to go outside, you know. You got to go to the bathroom. and and he just wouldn't get up. And then I was like, oh, no, you're not doing good. You're breathing funny. And I carried him outside and he couldn't even stand up. And I don't know. I won't go into too many details, but it, it wasn't good. So I took him into the uh, the animal hospital and they looked at him and, and kind of gave me the news. So that's uh, that's difficult, you know, if anybody has ever had to do that. Thank you. It's uh, yeah. We're good now. It's been, you know, some time. Time time always heals. Mm. So, um, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, it was uh, not a very good birthday, I guess. How did your kids handle the uh, passing? You know, surprisingly really well. Uh, you know, they were upset immediately when I told them uh, that next morning because... Uh, you know, like I said, it was after work. So then it took most of that night for everything to be done. And, uh, we told them the next morning and, uh, they were pretty upset, but they've gotten over it. I would say, you know, they rebound really quickly. Um, once in a while, the middle kid, uh, the, the five-year-old, you know, once in a while she asks questions and stuff, but really she's the only one. Um, so. Yeah, I guess I was a little bit surprised by uh, by their response being so quick, you know. So you've raised resilient kids. Yeah, yeah, I think we have, you know, and and we, uh, I don't know, we we put stuff away like slowly, you know. We didn't like erase history, so mm-hmm. I think maybe that helped a little bit to let them participate a little bit in the process. Yeah. 
There is no manual for this kind of stuff, is there? No, and it's hard with kids, you know, because you're trying to to deal with your own emotions and then also trying to keep it safe, right, for kids and, you know, for them to see you emotional and, yeah, it's an interesting time to be Mm. a parent, you know, at, at those junctures, so. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Um. But I'm glad to hear the kids, and looks like you as well, are mostly recovered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll... we're uh, we're okay, and uh, you know we're. I don't know. I don't want to say moving on, but you know we're moving yeah, on. I, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. As you should. As you should. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking. You know, I always I, I had this like dumb joke, which. I don't know, this dumb joke that I was like, oh, you know, once once my dog's gone, I'll finally get a Roomba around my house. Oh, So that, man. you know, it can clean my house when we're not here. And, and we've all seen the nightmare videos, right? That, which is why we've, we've waited to get a Roomba. So now I'm actually considering uh, getting a Roomba. Do you have one? Yes. Do you have a Roomba? Yes, I have a Roomba. Yeah. You haven't considered the nightmare scenario of uh, a, a mess? All over your house? No, because our dog lives in a space that can't access the uh, space where the Roomba cleans. So mm, they are, uh, we keep them separated. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there can be, <laughs> there can be no accidents. Yeah. Okay. Our, oh, our, that's that's yeah, good. Our lab is quite old as well. Yeah. We've started seeing more accidents and less predictable stuff. Like you were talking oh, really? about the dog kind of gets up yeah. and does things. And uh, these last few months have been a bit challenging. His teeth are kind of falling apart. He's not enjoying chewing things like he used to, stuff like that. So, you know, age. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he still dreads <laughs> Miss too. Like he sees her and he just runs for his life. Because as soon as she catches him, she rides him like he's a pony. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, poor dog. Um, wow. but yeah she's fearless so um, she doesn't understand that she could be bitten by the dog or he's probably yeah. never gonna bite anyone he hasn't so far I don't think he's about to start but she <laughs> he's just the right height for her to be able to climb him and hold on to yeah. his neck and his collar to, <laughs> and just ride I'm like oh <laughs> one day this could end in a disaster um, hey maybe I should um, move us on and I want yeah. to apologize to anyone still listening um, about the, the um, audio quality in the previous episode. I uh, I got my uh, my script a little bit wrong. <laughs> I uh, forgot to normalize some audio, and um, it may have been a bit more quiet than the usual. So I'm sorry to all those who had to like uh, turn the volume up to uh, to hear you speak. So um, hopefully, I've learned from that. Um, should we? Um, should we wrap a follow up and maybe start um, talking about some uh, scary stuff? And <laughs> yeah, even scarier. <laughs> yeah, one of the first things I was actually going to raise, uh, and I don't want to get anyone to panic, was the uh, the Android malware situation where there was a an an app that said they can start they can steal um, Google Authenticator two FA codes, and um, I don't want to spend too much time necessarily talking about the details, but um, what I find fascinating about this is 
And we'll put the link in the show notes at keepintouch.fm slash 14. Uh, um, what I find fascinating is that even stuff that we normally consider to be providing security can actually backfire. You know, so we go like, yeah, no worries. I'm going to set a 2FA token on my login and then just sleep mm-hmm. easy at night. And it turns out that if the stars are aligned in the wrong kind of way, you can still um, uh, be, um, I don't know, exploited or your login can be stolen or your 2FA token can be uh, intercepted. So it's um, it's very hard to relax nowadays when you when you go to use an online service. Um, I wonder when when somebody will come up with something that we can all just say like, "Yep, I don't have to worry about this. Uh, it's fine. I'm using, I don't know, an olive to log in or something." Right, right. It's, it's just, I don't know. I feel, um, I feel like there's 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 no time to relax. Like you have to keep an eye on all these things at all times. April is around the corner. Huawei, Oppo, Xiaomi, all the Chinese manufacturers are going to stop being able to use the Play Store. That means fewer security updates. It means more potential malware or new practices that they have to spin up in order to prevent and protect customers and consumers from from being at risk. Um, It's just like we can't catch a break in this space. Oh, it's a cat and mouse game, right? It's just ever, ever increasing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's complex. And, uh, I don't know, we're, we are very used to, uh, extra security measures like a two factor, but I mean, the masses, right? The masses of people, you know, they don't use it unless they're forced to use it. It's, uh, you know, I always think about like my mom. Right. And just very non-technical people. And, you know, my, I'm confident that she does not have two factor turned on for Mm. anything, you know, anything at all. So, you know, I'm, I'm even guilty. I use a password manager, but I don't always use the random passwords because sometimes you don't have access to the password manager. You know, and you still want, you still need to know the actual password to be able to log in, you know, to trigger uh, like a a two-factor code. I don't know. It's a really interesting game of back and forth. And I actually like the password less the best. Yeah. You know, the ones where either you log in via... um, uh, like a, a link, you know, an, an email, email link yeah, that yeah, they yeah. send you with a yeah, token yeah. where there really isn't a password and they just yeah. rely on some other system. But then you don't have that email which, set up on every device and then you can't yeah, actually get the email. Yeah. The one that I've experienced that the most is uh, this financial tool uh, called Personal Capital, um, where you just log in with your email address and then you're like, that's it. And then sometimes they send you an SMS. It's, I feel like uh, I'm trying to remember the exact flow, but I think sometimes they send you an SMS, but then sometimes I've gotten an email. So it's like not a consistent login. It's not method. Yeah. Um, and I think it might, you know, also depend on, you know, if you're using a familiar computer or location. Hmm. So, you know, I think those schemes are, are secure, but for, 
a non-technical person, you know, having that variety might actually confuse them, you know, might make it really difficult. It's what I like about signing with Apple and signing with Google, because on each of those platforms, they, uh, they do the authentication for you. Just authenticate yourself against the device. So that can be done at pretty much the hardware level. Yeah. And then you don't have to, uh, you don't have to do any kind of password shenanigans or typing or anything. You are who you claim to be. They use biometrics in some situations and you're in. And yeah. that is also really cool from a privacy perspective because at least we're signing with Apple. They generate like a random email address that they, provide to the web service or application yeah so they can't actually spam you or sell your market to you if you don't want to and that is that is quite attractive but it's going to be a long time until all the tools and apps and services we use oh yeah migrate or enable such um such options yeah 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 i actually uh just on a, a, a work project uh that I'm working on just this past week, I implemented, um, it's a, a flutter application so that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that generates both uh, Android and uh, iPhone version of the app. And the thing I worked on last week was enabling the, um, sign in with Google and Facebook, uh, were the two that they wanted. So, yeah, you yeah, don't have was, a choice, uh, unfortunately, on uh, iOS. As long as, as soon as you have one social login, you must implement yeah. signing with Apple. Otherwise, you don't get approved. Yeah, I know. It's I have lots of opinions. I don't want to deter <laughs> <laughs> listeners. I don't know. Well, I think us it's having a, opinions never. It's a heavy-handed uh, mandate. I think <laughs> uh, you know us Americans are all about choice, mm. and when you're mandated to do something it feels like your choice is being taken away and i i don't know i feel like a market you know users and market could dictate if that scheme if that login scheme becomes popular or not you know i don't think you should mandate and force um a developer or force a company's hand i think you should just make it an option and you know i know exactly what you mean great The question becomes, where do you draw the line about creating the option? Because I, you know, there's no real option on Android for getting your apps from the Play Store, right? Like, or on iOS from the App Store, you know, like that. That's the only source. Yes, pretty much, right? Well, I mean, Android, right? You can. It's not right. You can get (laughs) from the Amazon, right? That's a different App Store, Amazon App Store, and that's. If you're talking AOSP it's or allowed. yeah, it, again, it's a question of where that line is drawn. It's, yeah, it's like I can't really go and replace a bunch of Google Play services that you know are the only way to oh. deliver certain functionality like that. Yeah, and more and more yeah. of those services have been extracted from the AOSP Android Open Source project and shifted into the. Google Play services instead for right. ease of maintenance and updating and a lot of real developer benefits. I'm not disputing that. It's just if you come from the angle or the perspective of freedom of choice or whatever, then that yeah. becomes prohibitive. So I prefer the compromise as somebody working on Android apps every once in a while. I prefer that compromise having that GPS kind of up, updating more easily and being more modular and more decoupled. But at the same time, if I was an uh, OEM building an 
Android phone, I would want as little as possible tied into uh, Google Play services and as much as possible in AOSP. So it's yeah, oh right, it's 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 not it's not easy necessarily. Yeah, uh, I know. It, it's it's complicated. Yeah, but... that's why we're enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to constantly be, I don't know, on our toes. reinventing the wheel. <laughs> um, Cool. Uh, speaking yeah. of difficult things, um, maybe we should tackle this whole COVID coronavirus situation that we were skeptical about in our yeah. previous episode. And within like a month or something, yeah. the world's upside down and people are dying it and it's scary as our conferences are canceled, whether it's Google I.O. or Microsoft Build or Apple's WWDC. Is, yeah, pretty is, much everything, right? I think F eight is canceled. Las Vegas, South they Southwest. closed the hotels on the yeah. on the strip. Like this, yeah, everything. Disney, Disney's it's, closed everything. Yeah, it's very strange times. And today is uh, day number one for us with everybody home. So, like the state of Michigan uh, has closed all schools, so all the kids wow. are home for the next uh, at least three weeks. Um, So I think they'll reevaluate to see if they extend it or not, but it's a minimum three weeks, uh, no school. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting couple of weeks here um, to see what happens. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, right now the track, uh, I haven't looked today because it's really early on Monday morning, but you know, we're pretty much right on track with. Italy and kind of the worst of it. So, so far we're staying home. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't exposed uh, anybody or been exposed. Um, you know, we don't know if, if anybody in our family has it, it, it takes a while yeah. right, for any symptoms to show up, but yeah, it's uh keep your distance, you know, the social mm. distancing. So how will you make it work? Like with the kids, how will you keep them entertained for three weeks at home? Are you going to homeschool them or is it like a surprise um, holiday or? I don't know. Uh, well, so the last week of the three uh, was our spring break. So we're still okay. yeah. uh, not sure if we're going to go on that or not. Um, we were actually very flexible. Um, we were going to drive to Florida and stay with uh, my in-laws that are down there. You know, they rent a house um, for about a month. So it was a very low cost, low planning trip for us. So it'll be easy for us to just kind of make that call, you know, decide to go or decide to stay home. You know, this week I think is going to be really telling about how much spread that there is. Mm. Um, you know, I think if, if there's a lot of cases, you know, if things keep escalating this week, you know, we might just stay home. If things taper off, I don't know, we might end up going, driving down there, but it's really just day by day. So what do you do for shopping for food and necessities? Yeah, what would we do or what are we doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Um, So we went, uh, or Jessica went, um, like last week on, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, she went to the store and bought a bunch of stuff. And then Friday, we both went to the store and bought a bunch of liquor <laughs> to have. <laughs> like I said, uh, necessities. 
Yeah, the necessities. So I think, you know, we're actually good for at least a week. You know, I'm sure we could just put together random food for like a month, but, um, you know, we're, we're definitely good for a week or two weeks. So I don't think we really need to go to the store at all. Um, but you know, some grocery stores are open still. Um, so, you know, one person can go to the store. So it's, uh, it's a very like day by day, you know, Mm. just day by day figure do your grocery stores out. do deliveries? They do. Um, so after we moved, they don't deliver here anymore. Uh, we're we're too far out of the city. Um, but you know, we could do um, the pickup, like okay. a curbside yeah. pickup. That's you know? probably a good so idea. We don't have to go in. Yeah. So a lot of that's happening. Um, we've gotten emails from a lot of you know restaurants and businesses that. You know, they're still trying to make money, so um, yeah. they're doing a lot of, like, curbside delivery. You know, you just drive up and give them a call, and they'll come out and give you your your takeout order or something, so you don't have to go in. Mm. So I think that's fine. You know, I think that yeah. works. Uh, that's very limiting, you know, and then you're also trying to keep these businesses going. Yeah. Because a lot of small businesses, you know, that's going to be really hard yeah, for them for to, sure. to make it through, so... So yeah, it's uh I don't know, it's also this balance of like staying informed but not being engrossed in yeah. like the media onslaught because it can become like sensationalism. You know, oh, it can become sure. just overboard. And you know, things are changing, but they're not changing like moment by moment, you know. I mean, there's at least you know, maybe a few hours or just a couple of times a day that there's really new information. So like you really got to watch, you know, I've, I've this weekend, you know, monitored myself trying to make sure that I'm not just sitting there consuming the same information over and over all day long. That gets mentally wearing, I guess. So no, for sure. Yeah. You probably want to read uh, the, you guys, what's the, the, the temperament in New Zealand, you know, I, I, I we have some I haven't kids. looked a lot. Yeah. It sounds like you're a little bit behind everybody else. Oh dear me! Um, <laughs> the thing is, once <laughs> it's, it's here I already, guess? so we have. I believe yeah. today we had eight cases in total, so we've reached um, eight cases. Um, there's a couple of new folks who arrived in my city who are uh, post- possibly um, um, affected, if not infected. Um, so basically everyone is doing a lot of preparation for the worst, really. Um, I went to a stag do on Sunday, played some golf and met around like 20 new people over the entire weekend. <laughs> so, um, we were not shaking hands. We were not hugging. People were just like yeah. elbow, elbow greeting each other. You know, the, <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, the bump. <laughs> yeah. Too bad this doesn't come across on audio, but <laughs> It's actually quite funny. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, on the one hand, we recommend to people, please sneeze in your arm, in your elbow or whatever. Yeah. But then use the same body part to like greet one another. I'm like, why is this? Oh, like, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, have we thought this through? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was one. And then it's impacting work. Like I work in a, a very large company for our standards. And 
yeah, we are taking very active measures to prevent any potential spread or infections or, uh, yeah, so we're not, I feel, I feel like there's a, there's a danger of saying, ah, oh, it's not a problem in New Zealand because no one has died yet. And that is a very, yeah, that's dangerous for yeah, sure. It's a very, it's very late. Once somebody's already died, it means that it spread quite a bit probably. So, um. I think key is to work on prevention rather than containment. Um, I don't know. Yep. I'm not a medical expert. So I'm, I could, I could be wrong, but that's what my intuition, my, my gut is telling me. If we focus now, it's making sure that those eight people we have who are affected or infected, um, have a speedy recovery and no one else, um, gets it then that's probably the best possible outcome but in reality we don't know how many people have been in contact or uh, like one of them went to a a concert when they were oh. contagious so it's very likely somebody has a tool concert of all things so this was probably bodies slamming one another <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah and yeah. then um another one went to a church so um mm-hmm. yeah so it's yeah it's difficult it'll spread yeah. for sure yeah, so we just have to yep. be cautious and not panic and respectful and remember that we are human and, you know, we're, it's already hard as it is because what we are recommending is, uh, or what we are being recommended is to kind of do this whole social distancing and the mm-hmm. need to congregate is like a, a very basic human need, you know, so it's... yeah. Um, I think FaceTime and Zoom and Meet can only help so much. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yep. I don't know. I am I am worried, but I am not panicking. Um, it has impacted my family though, which really is disappointing uh, and difficult because we had um, a big European trip planned for the entire month of April uh, to Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Romania, and. Mm-hmm. Um, that fell apart. <laughs> I called the yeah. airline uh, on the th- on Thursday last week, and that was basically mid March. And um, they told me, "Oh, if you want to cancel your flights, it's going to cost you around eight hundred US dollars." Ooh, wow! But then the next day, they sent a message, and they uh, they canceled the flights themselves and offered the full refund. Yeah. So I'm like, "I'll take that one." <laughs> Right, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they did say on the phone, and kudos to Singapore Air, they did say on the phone their conditions were changing, their recommendations were changing virtually daily. So yeah. Um, oh, yeah. they encouraged me to wait because the penalty would be the same if I canceled that day or the day before I fly. So um, they gave me very sound, very good advice. And I have to confess, in spite of waiting for more than an hour and a half until they picked up the phone, once they did pick up the phone, they were very helpful and very, um, very human. So that's um, good. That's nice. There's a lot of other stuff I have to cancel, though. So there's hotels and car rentals and things and dog kennels and yeah, it's just yeah. A, a, a big list of services that we won't be requiring yep. anymore. Um, but so far, well, hopefully, everyone has been understanding. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully, you know, places are understanding. You know, everybody's in the same boat, it seems like. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So but, are you uh, planning on rescheduling your trip or you just don't don't know? Um. 
We're not sure. We're not sure. Um, it depends on how things progress. Like, um, it's um, it's literally a function of how if this just blows over and is done, say in two or three months or whatever, or uh, of or whether uh, it's gonna get really really bad for a period for a few months. Yeah. And um, I don't know. The, some forecasts are quite scary. They talk about fifty to seventy percent of the population be getting in contact, and it's just it's hard to contemplate or to make plans. But currently, um, if fingers crossed, if everything blows over, maybe we um, maybe we visit um, um, the families in Europe sometime mid to late this year. Don't know. Cause, yeah. Yeah. But um, the good news is that um, given the difficulty in us rescheduling everything for so many of us, um, my parents at least have uh, had um, have reconsidered their uh, their approach towards like flying. So they are looking like, oh, maybe we can come over instead. So uh, that'd be really oh. cool because we yeah. we mostly go because we want to create the opportunity for our kids to spend time with their grandparents. Yeah. Um, so uh, it might be that they can come and um, they don't need visas here for a very long period of time. So they can just okay. come and uh, and hang out with the kids. Do they, do they not want to fly? Like, do they not like traveling? Yeah, um, I don't want to sound morbid, but um, and this might be a bit weird, but um, their state of health is not the best. And they are very, very worried that they might pass while they're abroad. Oh, really? Yeah, so um, that's a big, scary thought to have in the back of your head before you board the plane. Yeah. To go to the other end of uh, of the world. And um, they have very clear plans about what they want to happen should they pass or when they pass. Mm-hmm. And if that event should occur while whilst they are so far away, all those plans would just be ruined. So, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to take us to a very dark and gloomy place, but it's part of life, and uh, yeah, I have to, or we have to be considerate of um, their preferences, their wishes, and um, what's right yeah. for them. So, yeah, it's it's just not easy. Nothing is nowadays. Not yeah. even canceling yeah. like a silly yeah. American Express card is easy. I, uh, I I don't know if I told you the story. I uh, I realized no. I had this Amex card I just never used. And I'm like, I don't want to keep it. But there was this one other Amex card I am considering signing up for, for very different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, and the card I had cost me zero dollars. It's a zero fee, no fee Amex card. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. I'm not using it. It doesn't cost anything. I'm just going to kill, destroy the plastic. The card I was considering taking costs twelve hundred fifty dollars a year. Oh my! Yeah, it's quite the <laughs> card, right? Yeah. So I call American Express. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't want this card anymore. And they they begin reading their script. Oh, yeah. this is American right. Express. You called. We are not yeah. gonna just let you go. We want to yeah. woo you with an offer and. Where you're going, to, going oh, yeah. to be blown away by how much we care about our customers. I'm like, oh, you are? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so they're like, 
um, I will make you an offer you can't refuse and this and that. And she just goes on and on and on with her script. Yeah. And I'm like, I am open to discussing like this American Express Platinum card, if you like. And she flat out ignores me. <laughs> she continues with the oh, script. No. It's like I was, it's, it's like somebody was playing a recording. I knew she wasn't, yeah. but she would answer the occasional question. But she just went down this road of, I will cancel the credit card. It, it's yeah. a very, it's a, the last step in my script, the, the, the unavoidable cancellation. When I was literally ready to say, yep, send me the details, send me the contract for the $1,250 credit card. <laughs> she just didn't want to take oh, wow. my money. She just went, spent like 20 minutes on the phone, canceled my card, closed all my accounts. When I literally said over the phone, and I know they have the recording too, because we were literally, oh, yeah. you know, um, welcomed as customers when you call oh this is going to be recorded for training purposes whatever yeah i'm like can you imagine the team leader listens to this and goes like oh crap we just we forgot to take this guy's money so i'm like yeah you don't want my money that's fine i'll be all right and i just uh allowed them to yeah. kill my close my cake <laughs> like, yeah oh funny like people who are yeah she, she was obviously script. Just... I feel for them, you know, yeah. I, I feel because they are, I think in a lot of instances, like they're just locked in, you know, they don't have a choice other than to follow the only path in front of them, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, a program or it's some, you know, loyalty thing that, that really, you know, there's no human deciding what deal you're getting or what's the better, you there's know, track. There was probably no switch statement for going from zero dollars a year to twelve fifty a year. There was right. like there was no right. like hit this button. <laughs> she probably had to just renew zero dollars or sign up yeah, for fifty, like, and that was it, it. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you had, you know, if the person had the decision, you know, and if they had like the ability to do things, you know, logically they could see that. Oh, you know, this is this is better for the company to be <laughs> signing this guy up for this other card. You know, let's do that. So, yeah, I, I feel for call center people, you know, when you get a, a person who actually, I guess, cares or they, they come off as caring about their job, you know, I feel bad by the, the restrictions that they have sometimes. And then it makes you wonder, like, why do they, why do companies even have these people? Like, just make it all automated, make it online, make it, you know, if they don't have the decisions and the power to do mm. anything. Why have a person at all? What's the point? You know, that's kind of the the cynical <laughs> extreme view is, you know, Who knows? I don't know. It's, maybe when they are yeah. not taking up support calls, maybe they are salespeople and they do cold calls to yeah. you know, sign up people. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I, I, felt, I felt really confused and... Uh, sad in a way because i was thinking oh this poor person she she's literally not keen like she was not i i could picture that in my mind that she was really she was really wishing she was doing something else rather than be on that call oh like she really was, she was faced with the there you go you have a sale it's handed mm -hmm. over to you on a plate you know and i know they're incentivized to uh to sell you know contracts and she. She was just like, nah, I'm going to close the account <laughs> because that's yeah. what the script says. And yeah, it makes me sad because she's 
based on what I heard, or in something that in that conversation, I don't think she looks forward to going to work every morning. Mm. And, and that's she's a human being, and I just wish that she would look forward to doing whatever job she ends up doing, rather than yeah, just have this really oh yeah, yeah. Sad well, yeah, you want everybody cost. to be happy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for taking us there. <laughs> this is really dark. Today is, re- oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Hey, let's go back a little bit to um, your context and ours as well, where um, kids are at home. You have to stay yeah. home to look after them. I Who do. knows? Maybe, well, maybe I will end up having to stay home too. Who knows? Do you have some strategies for making working from home or remoting actually doable? Any um, advice? Oh man. Yeah. So everybody's going to be home. Uh, I'm not really, you know, watching or, or taking care of kids, fortunately, uh, cause my wife will be home, you know, she's a teacher. So she's, uh, she's off during the, the shutdown time. Um, so I guess it's, I don't have a lot of meetings this week. I don't really have a lot of, uh, conferences or anything like that. So it won't really be a big deal, you know, trying to be quiet or if they're in the background or something, you know, that's always difficult because they know, like they know the minute that you're talking to somebody on zoom or whatever, like they know, and then they're going to be right there. And (laughs) I don't know how they have that. (laughs) They have that like built in radar that, Oh, somebody's on a phone call. I'm going to go interrupt, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of that going on this week, so that's nice. Um, but you know, just trying to get that block, right? Like programming takes time to get into it. And then you need to have like a certain environment, you know, for a sustained period of time and you get interrupted, you get, you get thrown off track. So I think that's going to be the challenge is, uh, staying in the groove, you know, staying focused, the zone, right? Staying in the zone. Um, I think that'll be a little challenging, but uh, I don't know strategies. I've always tried just like physical separation. Um, you know, my my new home office is in the basement <laughs> of the house. Uh, I don't have an office anymore, so uh, yeah, the basement. Close the door. Uh, you know, kind of tell them. You know, I'm I'll be here for breakfast and then for lunch. You know, I'll come upstairs for lunch and then I'll be home at the end of the day. Um, so really trying to, I think, keep those normal boundaries where, you know, you don't really get to see me during the day. So this is kind of the same thing for the most part. So, um, I don't know. I think like schedule and routine is good, especially for kids. So, you know, there's been this, uh, graphic, I can try to find it. We can share it. I share the, we can share the link, but like this schedule of what to do with your kids during this this time at home and you know basically keeping a a similar structure for them you know don't let them be in front of a screen all day you know no no tv all day you know no ipad all day because they wouldn't normally be doing that so you know they should have breakfast and then they should have some like you know academic learning time some play time you know lunch maybe a rest time so trying to keep to a you know, regular, more regular routine. And then, uh, yeah, you know, end of the day. Yeah. All right. Now you're home. (laughs) Now you can have a little bit of screen time, you know, relaxing. So I think it's, 
we're we're used to those habits. So staying in that same habit or something similar instead of it just being a big free for all. You know, it's not really summer vacation. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you have strategies? Do you often I was actually thinking while you were talking, this is crazy similar, except that I don't have an office in the basement. Mine is kind of like attached to the uh, living area of the house. Um, But yeah, I was giggling at the comments you made about kids having this sense um, for like when When you're you're on the phone, when you're not really the most interruptible. (laughs) Like, right. And it's usually like silly questions, like "What's this word?" And it's like you know oh, yeah, that word. Just make up stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just trying to find a reason to interrupt you. Yeah. It's like, oh, and what is that? It's like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's also cute, you know. Like it's it is. It's nice. I uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, the, oh, no. um, I mean, the th- yeah. yeah. The thing that like I'm not sure about is how wildly or unwieldy large meetings would be like every once in a while we have what we call like all hands meetings so there would be like i don't know 70 people in a room or something like that i don't know how well zoom or meet can cater to such large uh, yeah team get-togethers and slack or teams or whatever tool you might be using for office communication if 70 people try to communicate at the same time it's mayhem well, and if, if they even allow that many participants, you yeah. know. For yeah. sure. So yeah. so that's that might change some approaches to how information is um shared. But uh yeah, we shall we shall see. It's definitely a learning exercise. So uh, we yeah, we might end up having to work from home from time to time, but um yeah. It reminds me of sci-fi books I used to read about um, a society of the future where people like stopped any in-person interactions and um, a murder happened and people were horrified that the murder happened, but not because somebody was killed, but because two people touched each other. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was supposed hmm. to be just sci-fi. It seems like we live in a sci-fi time. (laughs) (laughs) Last week was really, everything was really, really fast here. Like the beginning of the week, you know, we were just kind of talking about it still, not even thinking about things. And then I would say maybe like Wednesday, like it really ratcheted up and, you know, everybody was talking about stuff. We were talking about, you know, what we're going to do and prevent. And then like, boom, on Thursday. You know, there was announcements of things that were closing and schools were closing and you're not supposed to go out. And, uh, yeah, by the end of the week, it was like, a you know, it was a totally different time all of a sudden, you know, and everybody's, you know, who, who can work from home is supposed to work from home. So it was a very surreal week. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Let's just hope it only gets better. I don't think anything like this has ever really. What's that? I'm sorry. I said, sorry. I said, uh, let's just hope that everything gets better from here onwards. eh? Yeah. Oh, it it will be fine. I think modern society, you know, is, 
there'll be some some deaths, but it's not. I I can't imagine it's going to be anything like these past pandemics. You know, when we didn't have as civil society. Mm. So, yeah. Let's hope you're right. I hope so. Yeah. Well, this has been a very bright and uplifting and. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I uh, I did fifty percent of that at least. So, um, if anyone wants more well, of this, the times, I guess <laughs> it sure is. Um, people can keep in touch with us on Twitter at Keep In Touch FM, and they can follow you and what's happening in the states at Todd the Land. And people can follow you on Twitter at Nick T M R O. So until next time, keep in touch and stay healthy, people. And stay apart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>